This episode is brought to you by the book, Dare to Scale, How to Grow Your Business Gracefully. The book is written for the courageous business owner, the entrepreneur, you. Visit daretoscale.com books now to get your paperback, ebook, or audiobook copy today. Hello, you are listening to the Dare to Scale show with me, Evan. And me, Varsha. This show is about all things scaling, scaling your business, your journey, and you. You are here because you dare to dream, dared to dream big. So sit back and enjoy the conversation, or perhaps even join in. Hey, you, welcome to this brand new episode. Hi there. Great to have you with us. And today we're actually talking about milestones versus goals. Yes, milestone versus goals. All that is important. What came out were the absolute brilliant ahas, just Evan and me sharing our own best practices. So stay with us till the end, because that's where the magic happens. And this episode comes hot on the heels of the power hour that Evan and I take on LinkedIn. It's an open discussion on the topic at hand. And the last power hour was entirely on setting metrics during your mid-year review, which we were going through with a lot of our clients. And one of the things that comes up very, very clearly is, is it a goal that you're setting or is it a milestone that you're setting? Mm. And this is one of my pet projects, if you will, this conversation, because the minute we say goal, it becomes about a destination. Yeah. Whereas the minute we say milestone, it is about achieving a milestone on what is essentially a journey. So whether you're whether you're looking at, let's take something that almost every person on this planet thinks about is your physical fitness. Not about losing weight or whatever other goals. Eventually it's about having a healthy lifestyle. It's about being fit. Yeah. And it's about a lifestyle change. Exactly. It is. And the same thing applies in your business as well. It's about a journey. It's not about making hundred sales and that's the goal. And then what Mm, are you mm -hmm. then thinking about the next hundred sales? Because if you're not, then you're not growing. So it is about identifying a journey that you are on. When we are kids, when we're young, our parents sent us to school or you go to school. What is it? It's not a goal. It's not, I'll finish standard one and that's it. It's about finishing standard one so that you can go on to the next few years or a decade at least, a couple of decades, because that's what education is. Like learning, I'm a lifelong learner, people say. What does that mean? It's a journey. Anyway, I can talk about this for the next 24 hours. However, the point is, that's the name of the episode today because it is about setting milestones rather than goals. And it's about keeping on moving forward. And one of the key things there was we were talking about picking the right things to look at. And those are like leading indicators. And leading indicators really is, okay, so it's all about measurement. How do you know that you're making progress? How do you know what gains you've made? And if you really want to know the gaps, obviously the same thing, because you've, you've set sort of a target or a milestone. So let's just recap very quickly on what a leading indicator is. All right. It's the best analogy is actually, Washi, you talk about this. It's the car windshield. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? 
Hey, you know what? We've actually talked about this in one of our previous episodes. So this is a great reminder because I think this is one of those things that's a great constant reminder. Maybe this is something that we all stick on our cork board or write on our whiteboards because when we are driving a car, where do we look? Do we look through the windshield or do we look through the rear view mirror? <laughs> we look through the windshield. That's uh, yeah, the reason I think why so. it is. Yeah. And then that's the reason why it's bigger than the rear view mirror. Well, unless you're doing Hollywood or Bollywood and driving backwards, but let's not show off, you know. Let's not go there. Through the windshield, so, looking forward. Through the windshield, looking forward. So that's why when you are setting those milestones, you're looking ahead. You're looking mm. at how are you measuring that or how are you helping that prioritize is by looking at leading indicators. So when you are setting those milestones, are you looking in the rear view mirror or are you looking through the windshield? Remember the rear view mirror and the side mirrors or the wing mirrors are for guidance. That's to show you what happened in the past. That's your guide. Yep. But conversely, the windshield is to say you have a much broader opportunity in front of you. That's what happened in the past. But look ahead. The world is your oyster. Let me just give you a very quick example. So your financials, right? That's a backward looking thing, right? So that helps you know where you've been, generally the progress you've made. But things like the number of leads you have in your sales funnel, the number of conversions, that kind of stuff, those are forward looking metrics because you can review those as you're going along and make changes as you're going along. And then once you've completed a month, that's where you, you know, put your financials together and it then becomes backward looking. So yeah, it's great. And the other thing about the leading indicators is because, and I, I said that just before, where because you're looking forward, you can make changes. Remember, if you're aiming for the moon and you're one degree off, you'll end up in a very strange place that's not the moon. I mean, what do you like to say? The stars, which is probably better. But by the time you're getting close to the stars, that one degree becomes a huge error in terms of the direction that needs to be reset. So your forward-looking indicators and leading indicators help you stay on track. I'll go back to that driving analogy, Evan. Mm. When you're driving a car, you know where you're headed. And because you're looking through the windshield, what, do, what happens to the steering wheel when you're holding the steering wheel? You're in that one degree change or that one degree correction or one degree balance is always happening with your steering wheel, isn't it? Because the road is not an absolute straight road ahead of you. Mm. And even if it is, you still need to keep... You still need to keep correcting. And it's just, that's pretty much what you're talking about. That one degree of constant balancing, constant staying on track. Mm. And look, the, the other interesting analogy there is, as you're driving, sometimes you'll take your eye off the road for whatever reason. Okay, let's make sure that we're you know, not looking at our phone and stuff, but you might look down or something, change the air conditioning and you look up, oh, and you make a correction to get back on track. It's the same in your business. Totally true. So we're measuring some stuff. We're looking forward. That's all great. Remember, though, that there needs to be balance. There's a counterbalance. So what is that, Washa? Oh, it's like building a house. So when what does a roof rest on? I'm guessing the walls. Again, the walls, yes. The support pillars. Oh, I know that, yeah. Yeah, so the weight-bearing pillars or the walls. So basically, yeah. it's like when you set your priority or your first milestone, if it's like trying to balance a roof on one wall, the counterbalance is what else needs to be built up to first give the stability to that roof that you're building. Mm, mm, mm. So let's go back to the fitness analogy. It's like Correct. saying, oh, I want a better lifestyle, so I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. What else needs to happen over there? 
what else needs to happen is you probably need to watch what you're eating. Eat healthier. Eat exactly. healthier. So the strategy, the the outcome, if you will, is the roof. Yep. On one hand, you've then got actual activity being active. And on the other side, it's what you eat and how you eat. So for every milestone, there usually is a counter milestone or a balancing milestone or a supporting milestone mm. that also needs to happen eventually for you to keep that steering fairly steady on that journey, on that road that you're on. Absolutely. So now that you've got your counterbalances, you're measuring the right things, you've got your counterbalances, and in your business context, who do you tell? It's your oh, team. Yeah. And who do you enroll? It's your team. So it's all about sharing the vision and your milestones with the team just to make sure everybody's on the right target. So by looking at leading indicators and balance and counterbalance, communicating with your team, you've got a far better chance of keeping on track. Totally. You engage your team. Evan, you have a brilliant quote over there, don't you? I do. This is John C. Maxwell. So nothing of significance was ever achieved by an individual acting alone. Look below the surface and you'll find all seemingly solo acts are really team efforts. Brilliant. I love this. I mean, business is a team sport. It is. We know that. So what happens when you achieve the milestones that you're going after? Asha, this is one of your favorite ones. You celebrate. You celebrate. So by engaging your team, of course, you're celebrating, right? You do. So hold on. Before we go any further, hmm. what's emerging also, and this usually emerges for us a great deal, Evan, is so now you have built your two walls, your people or your community that you bring together almost becomes that another wall that holds that roof up. It does, yeah. Because let's put it back to that fitness analogy. What do you do when you're looking to go to the gym or start walking five times a week? You find somebody to walk with. You find somebody to go to the gym with. You find people who are on the same track as you. So in your at work, in your business, you engage your team, yes. And you en engage probably your peers socially or for a personal goal or a personal milestone. What do you do? You engage people with you. Maybe you find a neighbor you can walk with. Maybe you find a friend you can walk with. So engaging your people, engaging people around you, building that community is one of those very lesser talked about walls, no less important. And you know what? That's absolutely true. And what you were talking about without actually saying it is also accountability, right? Because the, the next step as such, and, and maybe that's the fourth wall, is that, that space where you're doing what you said you were going to do. And that reminds me of, uh, we've talked about this one before as well, Pearson's Law. So what gets measured gets improved. So you're exercising five times a week, whatever it is, da, da, da. You, know, you can see what gets measured, it's your weight, right? But interestingly, what gets measured and reported back improves exponentially. So that's the key thing there. It's the accountability, it's the reporting back. I said, I was going to do X and I did. Excellent, so I can now see the results. And that's the purpose of all this, isn't it? It is. And accountability for me is fairly important because I'm a fairly abstract thinker. So when, if I'm looking at the next two milestones, I already have my two after that mapped out and distraction definitely sets in for me. And when I know that there is somebody holding me accountable for the achievement of these first two milestones, I know I will get it done because I know someone's watching and measuring my own progress. So accountability 
absolutely brilliant point. Perhaps that becomes your fourth wall. I mean, that's right. That could definitely be your fourth wall. Following on from that, of course, is your reviewing, challenging your, your review space, refining and scaling. And you've got your feedback touch points and stuff. So let's go back to the exercise thing. Isn't it right, Rosa, where you've got, oh, I'm going to the gym five times a week. Oh my God, that will never work for me because I don't <laughs> normally go. So if somebody, if I put my milestone down as I go to the gym five times a week, I probably will never go. Yeah, but the gym is boring. So I want to do something else like go for a walk, you know, and whatever it is. So get something that works for you, obviously. So what went well? What habits are working? What went well? What could go better? So five times at the gym, and especially these days with COVID, I'm not going anywhere near a gym with other people, you know, only because it's safety for everybody, right? So, yeah, going for a walk with my mask, super, that'll work. What comes after that? Well, actually, what sort of forms the foundation of all this is, this is all great. We can sit here and talk about all this, but what really has been working for us, Evan? And that's the bonus point that I really want um, to say to the listeners and share with the listeners, actually, is that... This all sounds great on paper. Where do we come and hit a wall? We hit a wall when we give in to distractions. Guilty. Because that's really what it is. Whether it is our phone, whether it is, I don't know, TV or our cats around us. It's the distractions that we give in to. Mm. So what has worked for us, what has successfully worked for us is really setting out some disciplined time in our calendars and almost forming like that, that shield around us, which keeps us in the zone, keeps us looking at our screen and saying, if I'm dedicating 15 minutes to this task, then I'm dedicating 15 full minutes to this task because you know what? The task at hand probably only takes three or four minutes. So in those 15 minutes, we actually get a whole lot done, a whole lot more done than we ever said we were going to do or we have achieved in the past because it's the distractions that keep us from getting things done. So whether you have your priorities set down as goals, as milestones, and whether you do everything, if you keep control on your distractions, then you've really mastered the art of getting that task achieved or getting things done. I totally agree. Going back to when we write the book or mapping out a program or anything that we're doing, Interestingly, distraction in so many cases is, in fact, the mobile phone. And what we've done, we've managed to do is like an A3 sheet of paper, we're marking something out. The phone is definitely on silent or off. We're focusing and using our heads and writing on paper, which is a very different way of focus. And that totally and utterly works for us. And we, we put aside like an hour or two or, or three, whatever it is, you know, and we, we put that aside and we stick to it. We tell the team, uh-uh, no distractions, don't even bother calling. We're, just, we're not available. And that focus time makes all the difference. It really does. The other thing that really worked for us, Evan, is phone on silent, notifications turned off, and phone face down. That's true. Mm. Notifications turned off, laptop put on silent, close your email client, and have the only window open, which is the task at hand. That's true, yeah. So these are our best practices, if you will, that actually started this conversation about the topic for this particular episode on our podcast is what has worked for us when we said we will get things done. So long story short that we've been talking about, it's actually these last couple of things is keeping that focus, building that little shield around you and 
turning off those distractions because it doesn't matter what you're getting done. What matters is, are you getting it done without distractions? Which in itself will give you the momentum. And that is the key piece that we were finding. And that's why we're talking about this at all. Getting stuff done, but getting stuff done with momentum. And it's about milestones and it's about your journey. So you never actually arrive. Hey, on that note, thank you for joining us. Keep getting those things done. Keep your focus. And we will see you straight at our next episode. That we will. Thanks for listening and take care. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us and for listening all the way through. To get the show notes, the transcription, and of course, to subscribe, visit daretoscale.fm. The success of the show is thanks to you. So please keep the five-star reviews coming. Remember to share this with your network and keep the community expanding. We'll catch you at our next episode. And in the meantime, keep daring and keep growing.